What's up, everyone? I am Kyle Schudick, and welcome to the Stay in the Fight podcast. I am so grateful to have you listening with me today. This podcast is an in-the-field approach to connect you to the stories and experiences of people who are or have had to overcome their battles, those who have chosen to stay in the fight. You're going to hear of resilience, perseverance, and persistence that hopefully relates and resonates with you to show you that you are not alone in your thoughts and feelings and experiences. Our aim is for you to extract a lesson, strategy, or tactic that you can integrate right now so that when things feel too overwhelming, you too can stay in the fight. We are with Richard Earl Lonsbury. Lonsbury or Barry? What is it? <laughs> it's what is it? either or. Honestly, it's, it's, it, it really goes both ways. <laughs> Depends on what part of the country you're from. That's yeah. true. So welcome to the Stay in the Fight podcast. I'm so, I'm, I'm glad you are here and you accepted because I had, when I f- formulated this idea, I, I made a, like a top 20 list of people, which sounds mm-hmm. like big, but that's actually kind of small if you consider this, the span. And you yeah. are right there kind of near the top because we... Yeah, hands up in the air if you can't see it. <laughs> Celebrate. Because the first conversation we ever had, we were just kind of like doing the same thing. And I was like, man, this mm-hmm. would be good if we could record it. And so here we are. So welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I'm super excited to stay in the fight. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> good phrase, isn't it? Like it just oh, like, so, rolls it is so good. It is listen, man. The people are people spend their entire lives trying to name the thing mm-hmm. that they that, that they want to attach their life to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was a screenwriter. I, I did screenwriting for 10 years. Like, I was like you can't imagine the agony. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have this story in my heart. What is it called? Uh, Purple Doves? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, th- th- that was the thing, you know, uh, last year. So if, if you never heard the preface behind this and some people, I, I try to build a little bit of the story, but this podcast is more about you than anything else, but mm-hmm. it goes into the, to the, to the phrase, right? To the motto that we use is to stay in the fight. And it used to be called like get back into the fight, but Fuck that, right? So my podcast, I can drop. This is going to be explicit um, because it's you're never out of it, right? Yeah. You're, you're never out of it. So why would we say get back into it? You're just in a in a lull where you're still trudging forward because we're always moving forward. We can't ever go mm-hmm. back in time. And so some of the stuff we've talked about before, I really want to bring it on to give to the audience to to hear how you've done it because in some ways you've even told me you're still you're still in it, right? You're still mm-hmm. trying to find not a groove. I think you found a definite groove, but how do we get to that point? And so what we want to do is we want to go back and tell that story, right? Yeah. So first, if you could do me, do me a huge favor, like tell everybody, you know, who, who are you? You don't have to do the whole, who am I? That's a, you know, um, <laughs> oh, that's easy. You know, where, you know, where are you located? Like where, where do you live? And then really what kind of occupies your time right now? What are you really hyper-focused on? You know, interests and hobbies, families, mm-hmm. business, and give us some of that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first thing is I'm really occupied with this phlegm because this phlegm is trying to, <laughs> it's trying to destroy my life. Um, the second thing is 
Hey everybody, my name is Richard Earl Lonsberry. I have the whitest name for an El Salvadoran in America. Yeah, I, I, uh, I live in Long Beach, right? So I actually have a bulletproof vest underneath this gray long sleeve. Um, and what was the other one? Oh yeah, no, who am I? Okay, I, I'm a certified, uh, I'm a John C. Maxwell uh, certified life and confidence coach. And the thing that's occupying most of my time is uh, um, raising my three beautiful children, mm -hmm. right? Harrison, Elliot, and Helena. They're seven, four, and they're nine months. Uh, um, kind of uh, 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 figuring out how I can make my relationship with my wife better every day. Nice. And, and uh, um, instill all of the personal development crap that I've put myself through into the relationship and into the family. I think that's, that's a big one. It's, it's, you know, we're so obsessed with, okay, how do I set a goal? How do yeah. I grow myself? Well, if, if you're a part of a squad, it's, it's kind of important to think of the umbrella factor, right? It's like, how yeah. do we grow? What are our goals? As you know, for my wife and I, what's, what's our goals as relationships, as a couple, right? What's our yeah. vision and what's the vision for the family? So trying to get zeroed in on that and manifest it as well as continually try to grow my coaching practice and get, you know, uh, uh, and to speak to people too. Cause my whole thing is unlocking people, right. And revealing yeah. them to themselves. So what I like to say in the, in the most simplistic to, uh, simplistic of terms is I, uh, I reintroduce you to yourself. Oh, I love it. I love that. Right. Yeah. Because there's two versions of us. There's a version that we've created. There's a version that the world has created that we buy into. And then there's a version of us that's authentic, and limitless yep. and infinite, right? So mm -hmm. we, we buy into this one because of conditioning, right? We buy into this one out of fear. This is all amygdalic, right? And then yep. there's this one, which is more spiritual, which is more uh, um, real to me yeah. anyways. And it's real to the people that end up, you know, resonating with that message. And so I try to get you from here to there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's essentially it. Yeah, that, I, I love the, the reintroduce yourself to yourself uh, because I used to, I used to say that you were falling into a new person. It's just really kind of saying I'm still here, but this is who I am. And yeah. I think you put that really in, in a very uh, just simple way that a lot of people can understand, right? Like, Oh, this is who I really am. And uh, I love what you do, right? Cause we've talked a few times. Uh, yeah. We float in some of the same circles and that uh, we had one chat one day, and I think you, you're, you said your wife described you as the bad boy whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and and uh, I had a good chuckle at that when we were texting, you know, I was mm -hmm. like, it makes a lot of sense, you know, I mm -hmm. mean, cause a lot of, uh, it, so what does really the, the bad boy mean though? I mean, what is, what does that actually okay. define it? So it's kind of like you 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like basically, yeah. and it's but but it's honestly like okay. Uh, um, I am a musical theater major, right? I've been in theater my entire life. I'm a song and dance kind of guy. Uh, very, I was very sensitive. I was very emotionally attuned, uh, and and sporadic too, right? I would cry at everything. You know, everything mm -hmm. would affect me. Everything would bother me. But one of the positive takeaways from that is empathy. Yeah, you know, empathy is a skill. It's not a trait. You know what I mean? No, it's true <laughs> to a degree. And so. Uh, um, my ability to listen to to body language to what people are saying and to to what their mouth is saying but more importantly what their heart is saying and 
I, I don't know why, but I had this, uh, this like sort of natural tendency to make people feel at ease around me. Right. Oh man. That's yeah. That's that, that is, that is that's a skill. The thing. <laughs> and cause oh, for, for, the, for most of the, are like for the most part, these guys were like, okay, this guy's not going to try and bag on my girl, you know? Like, <laughs> he's in theater, right? We had this conversation just, before we started. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Number one, he's probably going to teach her how to tap dance. He's not gonna, like, <laughs> or, or, or help her with vocal training. But like, I, I didn't come across as a threat. Right. And also I took so much interest in them. Yeah. Right. In, in order to, in order to have people interested in you, you need to be interesting. You need to be interested. Mm. Right. And so, um, so I talked to these guys and I was, I wasn't afraid of them. I was jealous of them. I was incredibly jealous of them because they were all dating all the girls that I wanted to date in high school. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that just kind of just evolved into college and into, into life. But when wifey and I met, she just looked around at my group of friends and she's like, what, what, why are you friends with the Sons of Anarchy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Dax and like whatever Ron Perlman's character. Yeah. Right? All, like, I, I was friends with those guys, right? Like, yeah. the, like the lumberjacks, the smokers, eating red meat, drinking cores for breakfast, right? You know, sleeping with everything with a pulse, right? Like the yeah. bad boys. And like all their girlfriends would cry to me. I was like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand. You know? And so, but, but the thing was that they would always talk to me and they would just kind of be like, just... Bitches, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, tell, tell me more about that. And I also, you know, you you kind of you fall into what you know. My dad is a, is a therapist, right? Oh, he, he's one of the okay. best. He's one of the best therapists over in Longboat in Lompoc, right? Yeah. And uh, and my mom is a preschool teacher, right? So it's it's kind of like ingrained. And then I add the theatrical element to it, so you, you kind of you can't really escape who you are. That's true. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't really escape. Like, there's only there's only two things you can do. You can either reject it or you can accept it, yep. you know? And to me, acceptance is what sets you on, like, you know, a rocket to, to become who you are and how you can serve the world and make mm. it a better place. And so those two things, those two big elements of my parents plus me, you yeah. know, uh, um, added to being able to connect with anybody, which I take a lot of pride in, right? But that's a that's a major thing. So you say you take a lot of a lot of pride in. Uh, how many times are we presented with something that is naturally to us, and we mm-hmm. don't immediately take that pride, right? Yeah. Think of who you've talked to, or maybe even in yourself. I'm I'm, I'm surely guilty of this because I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm I'm not really a, a a facilitator of X, Y, and Z. I'm not this, but it's something that you're naturally drawn to, but you re- you you reject at the time because you're like because mm-hmm. you fear something and. Uh, and that, that taking that pride, that, that good pride, because we know there's the dichotomy and pride too, right? Yeah. The, the overarching ego and then the really prideful uh, practice of what you're naturally good at. Uh, I really feel that we have to do that in order to, to fulfill the thing that we know we're most drawn towards. But a lot of times you said there's two things we can accept or reject. And a lot of times I find, you know, people just reject mm-hmm. it for, out of some reason. You know? I did that for 30 years though. Like, yeah. like okay. I, did, I, yeah. I, I did that exact thing because... Yeah. I, I took pride in that. It's like, Oh yeah, no, like, like I, I can be friends with anybody. And ironically, it just happens to be the guys that like, you know, internally I kind of hated, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> to a degree. I was very jealous of them. I wanted to be them. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I, I, my codependent tendency is how do I take care of them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how do I help them get more of what they want? 
But uh, uh, the skill that came out of that, though, is the ability to listen and the mm. ability to empathize with anyone as well. So it doesn't matter how you feel about them, yeah. right? Because you know, like you have the bird's eye view. Yep. You have a 30,000 foot view of their situation. They are in the midst. They're yeah. missing the forest of the trees. Yep. So uh, um, when wifey said that, I just, it cracked me up. She's like, you're, you're like the bad boy whisperer, <laughs> right? Like, the, like you're, the, you're the one that they trust with their Yes. You're the you're like the Cesar Milan of you know biker dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because they you know okay this this plays into kind of eventually what we're going to talk about anyways, yeah. which is <clears throat> I was jealous of them mm. for their unapologetic sense of self. Okay. They were jealous of me because I wasn't faking who I was. Oh man. And here and now it gets deep. But uh, uh, <laughs> we're just going to start deep. But uh, um, no, hit it. They, they were like, I'm jealous of you. And, and I was like, why? And it's like, because you're not pretending to be me. You know what I mean? And, he, yeah, and they, yeah. someone, someone told me something really ridiculous. Like, he's like, I'm pretending to be me. Ooh, that's, that is. If I, yeah, I know, <laughs> right? And he's like, I had, uh, if I had the option, I, I would sing and dance. And, like, I, and, and of course, wow. this, is, this is an interesting thing. Uh, um, I'm not going to drop his name, but he was, he's someone who's really changed my life forever. And, and he's like, you know, he loved singing in the rain. He loved, he loved uh, uh, Connor, yeah. who, Gene Kelly, right? He loved, yeah. every, he loved everything. He was a quintessentially uh, super interesting case study. He loved Johnny Cash. He loved smoking cigarettes. He loved having sex. He loved eating red meat. But he also loved musicals right yeah and and he's like i just see you and you're so free up there you just you mm. turn it on you're not afraid to go up to a girl and be like gotta dance you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and he's like i i am i'm gonna piss her off and then i'm, I'm gonna make her be like yeah you know what i'm gonna fix him <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. sleep with him and i'm gonna fix him you know yeah. sure that's your stick my stick is gotta dance yeah <laughs> right? just, just be but freely me yeah exactly and they were like they're like you're you're a lot more free than I am. But it wasn't always that was right? No, no, okay. no, not at all. Because I was, what he didn't know, and what they didn't know is that I was also trying, I was pretending to keep up the persona too. So we're mm. all, we're all trying to be ourselves, right? But with limited information. Yeah. Because we, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to base who we are off of what we know rather than what we can learn and what we can grow into. Yeah. That's, that's so funny that, that we, we say that because we take all the, that, that past, right. That those experiences mm -hmm. as we're, as we're going up and that's how we, we make our decisions. Right. You're, I would say that, you know, I, I put something out one day and it was like comparison is right. And people are like, Oh, it's the thief of joy and all these other things. I was like, it's how we live our life. It really mm -hmm. is. You know, if you think about it, but it's what we do with the comparison. Like, are we using it from a judgmental place? And are we using that for a judgment of our own life or somebody else to keep mm -hmm. our momentum going forward? And what does that do to us? Or are we comparing something to this is a place maybe like where somebody else is that I want to go? Right? Yeah. Or where I'm comparing the past into something in a future me that I don't necessarily need to be to, to be me. And so there's this, the, the human, we know the human complex is complex, right? And so mm -hmm. what, what are we doing in that space? So how, how do we, how did you get to that, that spot where you're like, okay, you know, I'm keeping up with trying to be the me. Cause that's exactly, I mean, exactly what you said, you know, keeping up to be the free person who you yeah. are personifying now, like who you're, what your identity is that you're projecting out. Mm -hmm. So how did you 
what did that, what was that, 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 that point in there? I mean, what, what was going on that you were actually keeping up? Like, what was the, the feeling? What was the Okay. Thought? So, um, very good question. <laughs> you. I, I can, uh, um, really quick. I want to speak to what you said, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> there, I don't believe there is anything wrong with comparison. Thank you. If the big, if, if you're secure in you, mm. when you're secure in you, you leverage comparison yep. to improve. Right. But that's, it's, that's as simple as, okay, what is, what is homeboy doing that I like? You know what I mean? When, when you use a comparison objectively, you can use that as a springboard. Bingo. Yeah. If you use yeah. it as ankle weights to try and swim across the English channel, how's that going to work for you? Oh, it, it, you're, you're, you're going to sink every, every time, right? It, it, it's, I love the simplicity in, in the phrase, right? Comparison is yeah. the joy because you're like, absolutely. When you take it from that context and so many people do, cause they're like, well, run your own race, live your own life. I was like, yes, but if I'm trying to run, all right, let's think of this. If I want to be the world's fastest 100 meter sprinter, who am I going to compare myself to? Usain yeah. Bolt, right? That is what mm -hmm. I'm going to look at as an inspiration and a model that I can use to then run my own race to be the fastest motherfucker on the face of this earth, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and some people who know me are like, man, Kyle swears like a, oh, Marine, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, Richard it's, sings like a, oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're having fun. And uh, I love this. It, you know, but that, it, it's going to happen because we mm. have to, like, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the easiest way to put it. So we have to model after something. And we either have to use that to build forward or we, have, or we use it to, again, keep us back. Yeah. Right? And so, again, it's how you choose like you said, how you choose to use it. You can either choose to use it to drag you down and to be the thief, or you can use it to be the rocket booster, right? That yeah. moves you forward. And nobody says you have to be that exact person. Nobody says if you want to be the fastest man on the face of the planet, you have to be using Bolt because you're never going to be him, but you can learn, yeah. right? Uh, that was like the easiest one I could go, come to. We could, we could no, go absolutely. Place, I mean, right? look, think, yeah. about it, think about it from a coaching perspective. None of us are Tony Robbins. Nope. None of us are the big TR, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> like, and so, <laughs> right? yeah. I know you got that from. Like, it's like, why, why bother? You know, again, yeah. because that was the first thought mm. that came to me. And yeah. interesting, what brought me into this, what brought me into this industry was like, you know, one of my, my one of my first girlfriends ever in high school, who is now one of my best friends. We've been friends for like 15 years. She, um, she was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, Tony Robbins? Yeah, I know Tony. Well, I just watched, I'm not your guru. And I can totally see you doing shit like that. Right. Wow. And I was like, okay, crazy. And I hang up and, <laughs> you know, I, and then two years, two years later, I ended up doing it. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'll, I have an inspiring story for that. So just pocket that for a second. But mm. um, um, my first thought, of course, was he already exists. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, but here's the thing. I have that theater playwright uh, uh, performance background. When I was when I was playwriting, when I was screenwriting, one of the first things I thought is, who am I to put pen to paper creatively in general? Mm. Shakespeare already exists, yep. right? Tennessee Williams already exists. These people already exist. Hold on a second. Shakespeare stole from Aeschylus. 
You know what I mean? Shakespeare yeah. took all of his shit, minus like a, a, a acid-induced Midsummer Night's Dream, <laughs> right? Minus that his one piece of original work, everything else is based off of history or it's yeah. based off of someone else's work. And he just, what, he improved upon it, yeah. right? And yeah. you add the, the Shakespearean flair. And then Tennessee Williams took all of the same concepts, right? And they just put them in the South, yeah. right? You know, and so it's very, it's very simple. It's, it's Tennessee Williams will never be Shakespeare. He can only be Tennessee Williams. He can Bingo. borrow. Yeah. He can compare and he can borrow, right? And there's that one great book by, I think it was uh, Nate or Matt Cleon, right? Which was uh, um, Steal Like an Artist, mm. right? Yeah. We, we, good, good, good artists copy, great artists steal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? There is no other way to put it, man. Like there's, 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 you're only going to be like, what inspires you to do whatever you do, whether it's to cut your yard in a certain pattern. Cause you saw your neighbor doing it. Right. I, yeah. I'm thinking of that because I actually tried something new, <laughs> cutting the yard. but it's the same thing. You're like, wow, this is, what can I do? And then make it mine. Yeah. Right. What can I do and make it, cause this works seemingly well. It's, it's and that's where pleasing. confidence comes yeah. in. Bingo. That's where confidence comes in. That's centered self. And, and so I'm going to go ahead and answer the original question. How, how did I uphold, you know, so, so being the gotta dance guy, right? Yeah. So I got a lot of positive feedback off of that. And like we were actually talking about validation, mm -hmm. right? I just went towards the positive feedback. And what happens then? You become a crackhead. <laughs> you become addicted. So you have to do whatever it takes to keep getting that proverbial applause. Yeah. And so you cannot risk not getting the applause. Because yeah. this may be who you are, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, for, for those listening, I'm putting my left hand to the left of me, <laughs> right? So this may be who you are, but this is what people expect. And this is where you get the positive feedback. What, and and like, like the big Tony Robbins says, we only go through one or two things. We go through pain, we go towards pleasure and away from pain yeah right and even though sometimes pain is where we need to go to grow mm. we go towards pleasure because that's safety right what yeah. is pleasure pleasure like pleasure is security pleasure is having a good job pleasure is not chasing your dream there's risk there there's pain there right so what do we do we're like oh that's painful hell no these people are applauding me over here but the thing is eventually all of those people leave <laughs> Yeah, And all that applause dies down because there's somebody else who's giving them what you gave the people, right? And so for me, it was just kind of like, okay, well, everyone's gone. Uh, who am I now? Oh, wait, I have a child. What do I do with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and so there was that long uh, uh, odyssey to, to discover who I am without the applause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I I get it because now now everything in 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 that that identity that you were so stuck with, right? Because it's mm -hmm. one thing we we like glue to this identity and like we go through these identity crises like more oftentimes than we think we 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 would in life, right? Yeah. Um, transitions in life into fatherhood. Uh, I think you and I get that very well, and other people well too, because you, you you know from being the 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 high school theater guy to going up through college doing whatever else, you go through the, all these transitions and each time you shed the audience you shed those mm -hmm. people who are in that sphere into that circle and most oh man I I feel it now because I remember when those things happened right yeah. and you're all of a sudden you're looking you're like well I'm not in the safety net anymore this is this is 
this is weird. I'm, I'm glancing around, but this will go on YouTube too at some point, but hearing impaired because it does subtitles. But, um, but yeah, you know, and, and that really make, makes you feel, really feels like you're taken out of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's again, what kind of inspired this whole like phrase, like stand up. How do I keep pushing forward? How do I stay in it? Because there's something else on the other side. Cause I know we all feel it. I know you, yeah. you felt it, right. You felt this attraction, this draw, you, you said, to, to being the, the helpful person, to being mm-hmm. the person of service and everything else. But you went through a transition. You had a kid. You, uh, you just don't know anymore. Like, is there anything else on the other side? Right. Yeah. And so, you know, tell, tell me about that. Like what really, you know, what are those experiences and circumstances that felt that you were kind of resigning? Right. That, that's the best word I always. Yeah. Yeah. For I got you. I got you. I got you. You, weren't, you weren't hurtling forward because <laughs> now you're just here, you know, and mm-hmm. the validation isn't there. The audience isn't there and you're s- stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, God, that's a good, that's a good setup. Have you played baseball before? Uh, when I was like eight or nine. Okay. All right. Well, let's stay with you, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, uh, or it's an LU. Anyway, my point here is, uh, um, that's a really good, that's a really good question. I had something I wanted to say to that really quickly, which was, um, oh yeah, 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 that was it. I went from wanting the spotlight to becoming the spotlight. Mm. Man. And I love, become, I love being the spotlight now. That is, that is, I, because that's the name of my TED talk, honestly. Is it <laughs> one of no, that's like that's that is an awesome, awesome title because especially if you can set it up. Because so, so there's it might surprise some people who know me. Like, I was a theater guy too, I was more behind mm-hmm. the scenes and everything. I was the spotlight guy, <laughs> I was a guy rigging light, I was a guy doing all of that. So, I completely understand. So, but yeah. that it, what that means to maybe somebody else who doesn't, doesn't understand, like. What, what that is because they might know what a spotlight is but what is it from wanting the spotlight from your yeah. perspective to actually being the spotlight and how that then what what's that transition right that's what we're going so um part of the expression but i was for the first i guess 30 years of my life i was an attention whore right <laughs> you know and for me you know if we're gonna go freudian with it right like for me attention was validation attention was okay this is how i get my parents to love me or whatever right Ooh, yeah. and, and and uh and my parents loving me is the audience loving me it's applause right it's not disapproval it's applause and so uh um i spent all of my t- everything and and you know like my wife even told me she's like for the first the rough years, the rough years, she ended up saying, it's like I'm in the Richard show, right? Oh, man. Every, like, we were in my hometown. We were surrounded by all of my exes. <laughs> we, were, we, were, you know, we, were, we were surrounded by all my friends. We were with my parents, right? And her mother was, um, you know, what, four hours away? You know, and, and everything, okay. was, everything was, like, it revolved around my job, around my entrepreneurial ventures. It was around my dreams. It was around all this stuff. And I consume, right? Mm. And, and for me, there's a healthy way to do that. But for me, it was a projection because if I didn't have the stage after becoming a father, then everything just became about me and my anguish, my pain, yeah. my, re- my resentment towards giving up, right? Quote, unquote. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of my friends joked, oh, you have the eyes of a man who gave up. <laughs> you know? Wow. And, and I was like, thanks, dad. But my point <laughs> here is, is, is like, uh, um, 
that was wanting the spotlight, right? It's about you. It's about me. It's about, I'm, like, I'm a dad. I'm suffering. I'm working a piece of crap job, right? I'm working at Domino's trying to make ends meet. Mm. I am uh, uh, sad. I'm resentful. I, 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 how many eyes did I just mention, right? Mm. And when you have a, <laughs> when you have a family, no, exactly. Yeah. When you have a family, when you have, when you transition to parenthood, especially, you have to divorce yourself from yourself. And I resisted that. Mm. And again, as we all know, what you resist persists, yeah. right? So uh, it kept coming back and it kept coming back. And then finally, everything started clicking and everything started heading in a positive direction in my life, in my relationship, in my, in my career, right? In this new dream that I ended up having when I divorced myself from myself, not in a self-sacrificial way, mm. right? Because people, especially young dads, misinterpret self-sacrifice oh man that yeah we need that one we're we're gonna get we're gonna do that we're gonna go there um i believe that because i had children i had to give up everything about myself everything that made me everything i wanted everything i ever dreamed of everything that made richard richard right Mm -hmm. and and i know that it sounds contradictory it really isn't though because when you divorce yourself from yourself in a healthy way, you realize, okay, my life isn't a, my life isn't just about me; it's about us. Yeah. Right. But being able to celebrate that, it, it depends on where you're coming from at it, right? True. Yeah. And for years, for too many years, honestly, I saw kids as the death of my dreams. Oh man. And it wasn't until I honestly just hit rock bottom. I got punched in the face by several mentors. I read too much, you know what I mean? Like fell into that Ty Lopez vortex, right? <laughs> I, and, and, and I fell in love with the books and Lamborghini, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but without and, Lamborghini, right? <laughs> no, I have a beat up Honda. But my point <laughs> is, is like, I fell in love with books. I fell in love with personal development. I fell in love with, okay, yeah. hey, it's not about you. It's about what you have to offer. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, well, what do I have to offer my children? Uh, I have a lot of self-sacrifice and I have a lot of resentment. Okay, that's, that's, what I have. <laughs> that's what I have in my utility belt. Well, what else can I do? Uh, I can build me. I can build myself anew. And I can give them the father that they deserve. And yes. giving them the father that they deserve blends and feeds into becoming the husband that my wife deserves and the man that the world deserves. Mm. Ooh. That, <laughs> that's where it is you know what i mean because kids are not the death of dreams no. family is not the death of dreams get breaking your ankle or getting getting uh, um you know shattering to both legs during a football game right the biggest football game of your life that's not break that's not destroying your dreams right nope it's the catalyst right rejection is god's protection <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah to me and and so it was like okay you're not getting this i'm setting yourself i'm setting you up for something better yeah and so kids aren't the death of dreams to me. They were the, they were the fuel that I needed to put inside of my beater Honda, right? Yeah. And become the spotlight. And it wasn't until I realized, okay, I, I, it's been all about me this whole time. I need to go into servitude. Yeah. What can I do for you? And that's what got me my first high ticket client that got us out of homelessness, right? Yeah. That's what got me these relationships. That's what got me on a podcast right here, right? You know what I mean? That's what made me uh, an incredibly useful tool for people to unlock themselves with. Man, you know, there's a, uh, 
so talking with uh, uh, another professional in the, in the mental health space, you know, and yeah. she, she said that one of the highest forms of transformation, right, is service. And there's two, there's two paths you can go. Either keep into the self, right, mm -hmm. transformation, and the last part is the servitude, right? So you can go into one or two spaces, but that in-between path, you know, where you start to recognize those things, because I've been down that, that, that road before, and sometimes, and accepting that sometimes, the work that you're doing on yourself isn't self-centered because that's another yeah. space that I, I, mm, I, I don't agree with, with a lot of people who are being very selfish right now. I said, yes, but I'm being selfish to be the person that I need to be. And if mm -hmm. I can't do that, because a lot of times like there, there is, there's the over-service. I think you and I agree on that, right? Yeah. You're giving before you're ready to, but you also are aligning to that person who's ready to be that, that father, that husband that they need to be and everything else. And sometimes we get in a space where we feel we can't take that break, right? Um, yeah. That is another unhealthy thing. So, so there's such a dynamic to this that I think we could probably spend four or five hours unpacking it. Um, you know, so, you know, what you said really, really hit was, you know, when you start to divorce yourself from yourself and that is that space, that is that work, right? That's going mm -hmm. on right there. Because uh, a lot of people will mistake it that, it that maybe that took four days, right? Yeah. Maybe that took four days, right? And it took like four years. <laughs> right. You know? And so you're, you're starting to go from, I am, you know, being that very selfish person to being on, on the outward side. Right. Yeah. To being that selfish person on the inside saying, okay, what can I feed into myself? That's then going to pour into right. Mm -hmm. Creating us that sphere of the, for your, for your wife, for your children, then for your family, yeah. for your, then for the clients and stuff that you work with, man. And that, yeah, I, I read that cause I've been on that similar journey. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people will mistake that as a, as a very selfish thing. Like you are still in the spotlight, and I'm like, but that, I think it's when you're walking up the stairs, cause if you know how theaters are set up, you have to walk up the stairs to get to the little balcony. Yeah. It's, it's you going up the stairs, right? <laughs> you know, trudging up the stairs. Yeah, I, like, I got to get to the spotlight. <clears throat> people know I'm still here, but I, I'm, I'm just turning it over. And sometimes we're still walking up and down those stairs. We're going to go back and forth. And, and I think, and I know what you said, especially was fitting was accepting that, mm -hmm. accepting that man. And that is, that is powerful. So how did you go into that acceptance space? Okay. So, um, doubling back for just a second, back to when we were talking about comparison and how there's actually nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Right we have attributed so much uh, uh, stigma to the word selfish mm -hmm. too, right? Yes, we have. When, how many moms and how many dads, you know what I mean? Could use a little bit of selfish. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Lot. Yeah. Like, and, and then it's like once a year, you're going to go to a spa for an hour and then you go back to the grind of just giving until there's nothing left of you. And then you give more. That's where resentment lives. Yes. You know what I mean? And I did that, right? I was like, I'm already working this shitty Domino's job for you know, 10 hours a year. Just take my blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and it was like, I was thinking in the wrong space. I had the wrong mindset. The, the mindset was just give whatever I have now and yeah. don't, think, don't think like an investor, right? Yes. And what do we know about personal development? Money goes where energy flows. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And as a leader, you can't take anybody any further than you're willing to go. So I was terrified. One of the quotes that changed my entire life, here it is, this is worth the price of admission, right? Is- <clears throat> Free podcast, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, 
what isn't fixed within ourselves, our children will inherit. Oh, man. I like that one. That... I'll say it again. It's true. What isn't fixed within ourselves, our children will inherit. And I took this good, hard look. And this is the answer to your question. What got me into the acceptance? What got me to grow? Um, I took a good, hard look at what is the legacy that I'm leaving? The legacy that I'm leaving is the exact same legacy that my father left for me, which is your life can go, can grow to a certain point and then it stops. Right. Mm-hmm. I could have been something till I had you. Oh man. Oh, that, that is the kill. That is the killer. Cause I, I re I, I think especially for even just, just parents. Right. And this doesn't even have to be parents, but especially for parents, because you have this new soft breathing life that you're, if, if you're not grateful for it, then we have something else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I bawled like a little baby when my daughter was born. Right. Yeah. And then with my son too, because he was an emergency C-section mm-hmm. at the same time when you're still in that um, movement of acceptance of what you've had before that. And then you start layering, right. That, yeah. that builds all that resentment towards whatever happens in life. You know, for, I'll, I'll tell you for me, it's the, the transition uh, from, from military to corporate world, then out of the corporate world because of being laid off, that carried a lot of resentment and hate. Uh, yeah. Then, you know, having kids, which I, if, if anybody listens to this, you know I love my kids. If you see all the pictures, I absolutely love them. But then you're like, okay, I had to pause everything. This is, I stunted my growth yeah. right here because it's what we, we transition into because we're not accepting of ourselves and then that we can still move forward. And that you're right, the, the, the stigma behind the word selfish is like, no, I can serve. So you said something very, uh, interesting towards that is like how we spend the time with our kids and how we give them to them. And again, you know, what isn't fixed within ourselves, right? Our children will inherit. And that's absolutely true because you're going to start exhibiting those traits over yeah. and over and over and over and over again. The anger, and that's the what frustration. you leave. Yeah. And that's what they leave. They see oh, you're just the angry dad, right? You're the, yeah. you're the, you're the overwhelmed dad. You're all the other things. And so I think again, we have to accept and then say, okay, it's time for me to take that time out and I'm going to go fix these things to myself. So you get the best me that you can, because I'm not going to let leave that feeling of resentment with you. Because even if you don't outwardly show it, they'll feel it. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. Because it's energy. It's energy. You can't get yep. rid. Can't get rid. By the way, like I love how we're talking about just like the joys of parenting as well. Because I'm actually changing a diaper right now. So <laughs> is this the first time? Maybe it's the first time podcast. I don't know. This would be a cool. It might be. It be might. Cool be. It might be. But no, we're still talking. So <laughs> it's cool though, man. Like this is this is exactly what I want. You know, I had a podcast with uh, Henry Johnson. My kids walked in, and yeah. it's just it's your it's your life. And the, there, here's one part here: you could you could totally resent right now the fact that mm-hmm. you have to go do this and go take care of your kid and everything else. Like I'm on a podcast. What am I doing? I'm trying to you know. And a lot of people will approach it that way. Yeah. Still. But we're we're integrated beings, though. You and I. Mm, yes, we are. <laughs> we, we have this. We have this. We're on this similar wavelength too. Uh, I think I think that happens with a lot of people that I've just attracted to want to do this. <laughs> is I, is that we're just we're on the same wave, right? Going forward, yeah. and how do we take that and then help help people see 
right? So this is what I say, you know, I, I want something that you can, you can find one thing out of this conversation you can implement and then integrate one, one thing, you know, if it's the acceptance, if it's turning into the spotlight, all those other things that you've said, right? I want somebody to be able to listen to that and just be like, maybe I should turn into the spotlight. Maybe I need to start going up the stairs to the balcony to, to, to shine a light on others. Maybe you should start learning to take care of yourself because you know that that's the best way to take care of your family. Mm, yeah, it is. It, it's not a, like, like, think about it. You only, uh, well, you know this, right? In the face I of adversity, know. you only sink to the level of your training. It's true. Well, You're, what if you increase your capacity, yeah. right? By growing yourself to be able to handle anything. Yes. Yes. And to continually you know do it too, because that's the other thing I, I, I see people are like, I got on this path, I'm in this thing now, but then they stagnate, right? They've, and I've said this before, people are like, I've arrived, I've grown enough, but we know as you know, you've been through Maxwell's training, I've, I've, I've read into a lot of his stuff and I'm very big on leadership too, in the context of like leaders are learners, right? Yeah. Leaders are learners and you need to, you know, it's okay to pause too. It's okay. Cause that's the other thing I think we don't accept is like, let me take a break here. Let me do everything I can right now in this space and then pick it back up again. Cause that's yeah. another place where we get stuck and I'm very guilty of it as by the full bookshelf back here and the full bookshelf up here. And you've explained <laughs> it. I'm gonna keep reading and reading and learning and learning and learning, but what the hell am I doing with it? Yeah. Like I, I want to be an encyclopedia, but I'm not the guy who can spout quotes. I can't, you know, I'm not that guy, mm -hmm. you know, because I want to be able to turn it around and implement it. So I shut all that out because I can only regurgitate so much. And it, but what do I do with it? Right. So there's another aspect there. Yeah. Right? Have you ever started to, cause you mentioned that you're like, you started reading and getting on all this, but you got engrossed with it. You can lose yourself in, you can lose yourself in learning easily because you can mm -hmm. hide there too. Yes. Like honestly, like, like, like you think about it. Okay. I, uh, I feel like a piece of crap. This thing is going to help me not be a piece of crap. Well, what am I going to do? Oh, okay. I'm going to learn about how to not be a piece of crap. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> then you get stuck like yeah. learning how to not do it rather yeah. than because you'll read, you'll read think and grow rich, right? Yeah. You're going to read, Been you're going to read the 15 invaluable laws of growth and you're not going to do them. You're going to just no. feel good. That's yeah. where dopamine versus serotonin comes yeah. in. Right. Dopamine yep. is, Oh, I feel, I finished the book. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. No. What, what do I do now? Let me read another book on how to get out of this. And then you get to that I, next. You thing. just got the answer yep. with the last one. Yep. You did. You know, so I've actually toned down. I, for, for me, I toned down my reading because uh, as, as a guy that we've mutually worked with, like mm -hmm. he said it to me outright. He's like, you're a, you're, you're, you are an academic because it's just who you are. I've got my, yeah. my degree. It's actually, that one's my wife's, that one's mine, and my other one's still in the scroll thing. Cause I, just, I love that she's on so. top. Like, that's like, yes. as the she got way her it first, be, like, okay. <laughs> and she comes first. So, like, everything, it's there. I had the place to have them because it's, it's a point of pride, but a lot yeah. of us will get lost in that education, certification after certification after certification after class after mm -hmm. class after class. I, I met a guy who said he did 83 different LinkedIn learning modules. I'm like, oh my what God, did you do with those things? <laughs> like, what did you do? How are you implementing? Have you posted? Have you? Have no. You, have you posted? No. I posted that I finished 83. Okay. Excellent. But what, what, what are you doing in your job or in your life? What is that, what is that using towards? Well, I learned it. And the, but I could see by looking at the, the, the line that he went through, he learned about this, got stuck in that point, went to learn how to get unstuck. Each, every time, it was just a way to get unstuck out of that. And don't get me wrong, the yeah. learning is great. However, 
I know that trap because I'm the yeah. guy who went to go get a master's because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know enough. I am, mm -hmm. you know, and you were on that, on that wavelength. Okay. Now I need the certification and now I need to read, okay, what's the next book? Um, oh, I need to study because I'm in HR right now and training. I need my PHR. So I need to get that certification. I'm reading that yeah. right off my shelf. I can, my story is like right over here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the, I think a lot of us are like that, you know, we just, it's a cover. It's a, it's a point of stagnation. So and let me speak, let me speak to that really quickly. Go for Cause it. you asked the, you asked the question, what got me unstuck? Boom. What got, all right. So what got me unstuck? Uh, um, a, a lot of people are not going to like this answer, but it was like, uh, I, I, I saw like Ty Lopez's first like YouTube ad. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was a really, really quick story. Uh, I, I saw it, I saw the ad and then I clicked on it and I watched like the hour long pitch you know, which was like, hey, this is like, you know, let me save you the hundred years you know, of your life through everything that I've learned from mentors. I'm like, what's a mentor? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that was my education. I was like, okay, I, what is a mentor, <laughs> right? What is personal development? Like, mm -hmm. what is entrepreneurship? You mean that, that I don't have to sling pizzas for the rest of my life? Like, what, what is going on here? And uh, um, so I saw it and then I, he was like, it's $67. For six, you know, for the sixty-seven days, and I was like, I have sixty-eight dollars and like sixty-four cents. I get that and a coke, yeah, I, right. And I was like, wifey's like, you, I expect you to get some groceries or just like pick up something for the house, yeah. And I was like, and it hurt enough to where I was like, something I'm doing. Like, what did Albert Einstein say? You cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that started it or caused it. Yep. Right. So I was like, okay, I have this problem. I, I, I'm living a dead end life and I'm taking it out on my children. I'm taking it out on my partner. I'm taking it out on, on me. Right. I need to grow. Okay. This guy's saying here, so I drop, you know, my debit card. I spend 99% of my income. Man. And that's what sent me on the trajectory towards taking responsibility for your life. Right. I fell in love with personal development. I fell in love with mentorship. I fell in love with books. I did get lost in the trap for like two, three years. Right. But those are the best two, three years I could have possibly asked yeah. for. Yeah. Because from there, the first thing I ended up doing is reading Manage Yourself by Peter Drucker. Mm -hmm. Right. The two books that really got me going was Manage Yourself by Peter Drucker and uh, um, The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. And Amanda Palmer is like, she's kind of like Lady Gaga light, but weirder. And she wrote this, I, I know, I know, I know. But she, uh, she, she wrote this book about asking for what you want as an artist. And she raised millions of dollars, not through any type of crazy campaigning, but by just asking her fans, oh, right? Wow. Just trusting. That, yeah. that was it. Just trust. Like, here's Kira. And she used to be a, uh, uh, an artist that just posed as a statue, right? And she'd make like $100 a day. You know what I mean? Because one person will put a 100 people yeah. will go pass by. And she made a good living off of that. And she was like, I just asked. There's a great TED talk about her too. Like it's just called the art of asking. And um, we are afraid of asking for what we want. Mm, yeah. And so that, that, that one sent me on the trajectory of well, what if I actually ask for what I want? What if I deserve more than this? What if my kids deserve more than this? Oh. Curiosity is the catalyst that will get you out of where you're at. That's how you get unstuck. You get curious. You have to mix curiosity with a humility. 
not that not that misinterpreted humility on you're a piece of crap, but that humility of maybe what I'm doing isn't working, and that Abraham Lincoln humility of everyone is a teacher. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. he said, I learned something. I learned something from everyone that I meet. Oftentimes, it's what not to do, which is sometimes more valuable than what to do. It's true. I I, I find myself looking at looking at other people, right? And there there we go back in the comparison. And what are you going to do to springboard, or what are you going to do to drag yourself back? What which path are you going to actively engage in, right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to actively engage in? You know. And again, it, it's the one. This comes down to almost every conversation. It's the one choice, right? Mm-hmm. It's the one choice. Am I going to lean towards the shit storm that I've constantly been in? Or am I going to look at something and say, well, this didn't work either in your own life or anywhere else and have the humility to ask a question to somebody else. Help me, right? Can you do this? And mm-hmm. oftentimes or not, you'll, you'll, somebody will give you the answer. Like you said, it could be what to do or what not to do. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I wouldn't have gotten to this point. You know, if you listen to the first episode, which if you haven't, shame on you, no, uh, I'm, he's one of the reasons this started. He is like the, like, if I have to credit, I've credited like five or six people, but I have to credit the person who technically pushed that out there. It was the ask. I was like, how do you, what are you, what are you doing? How do you do it? I want to do it too. Can you help? Yeah. And then immediately, because he's already gone through this whole entire phase of doing what we just talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me show you, you know, that was a year ago. And now here we are a year later <laughs> actually making it happen. And that's where we went into the conversation before we even started yeah. recording. Time doesn't matter. No, mm-hmm. no, I have a question here that I wrote, you know, how do you deal with time? How do I deal with time? How do you, how do you deal with time? First, the first thing that came to mind is trust. Mm. <clears throat> time is, time is connected to life. Yeah. Time is connected to life. Time's connected to God. So if you trust God or whatever God means to you, the universe, all seven, seven chakras, right? You know what I mean? Like Allah, it doesn't matter, but it's like, if you have to trust your higher being, if you trust the, the universe that you're in, um, you don't worry about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's, it's that simple. It's, it's, that goes back to decision-making too. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you have to trust. Okay. It's the trust ball. Like we do in theater all the time. You know, we jokingly do it and a lot of backs get broken, but like, you know, <laughs> for, for the most part, we catch you, right? And, but it's, <laughs> it's, that, it's that trust fall of life of, okay, I want to live. I'm going to do things that scare the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm going to trust that something has my back. Yeah. Even if it's me. Yep. Because I'm life too. You mm. people, we forget that we are life. We do. Right. So, so we're pretty incredible. What are we doing right now? We're talking to each other yep. through tiny little rectangles. They're very that tiny. Have a bunch of weird crystals from Africa. Yep. Right. <laughs> and we're talking. You're in Texas. Yeah, I am. For the love of God, I'm in Long Beach, and we're talking face to face. And you're gonna upload this in space. And it is going to go through space. So people can listen in their cars on their way to their shitty job. Like, come on, man. We're not incredible. And guess what? That person, the person who created this tiny rectangle was curious, right? They had a human, I mean, they also were kind of psychopaths, but like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but there has, that is a good, actually, no, that's a good piece of advice. You have to be a little bit obsessed. Yeah. 
you have to be obsessed with with knowledge. You have to be a little bit obsessed with uh, uh, um, curiosity. You have to be yeah. obsessively curious because that's what got me out of this. That's what got me out of a hellish yeah. situation. Obsessively curious, and then I became obsessively curious about my client. Yeah. And then when I was obsessively curious about my client, she ended up becoming more curious about herself. Mm, man. Right. And then curiosity permeates. Yep. Right. And then it infects, and all of a sudden she's like, "Well, how do, how do I make more money? How do I improve my my uh, uh, relationship? How do I do blah 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 blah?" Right. That goes into somebody else, into somebody else, into somebody else. And the else, ripple effect. Yeah. Bam. That's why I feel coaches are honestly one of the things that's going to change the world. It's, it's true. And, it, and it's not like it's a new thing. Like everybody looks at it and like, oh, it's just a new thing and everybody's becoming it. It's actually a small population of people. There's so many people out there that just want to help that don't want to do it as a job, right? Yeah. Calling it a job is a disservice to, to the actual, the, the entire um, space of that. It's a calling, honestly. It's a calling. It's, but we have them in, in business. We have it, we, coaching is a quintessential thing that happens in the Marine Corps. Right in the military, mm -hmm. I, I just had a conversation, a call with a guy the other day, and he goes, "If you look at all the manuals, how to counsel Marines, right? There's a book that you read, or a, 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 a let's we need to call it a book, kind of like some yeah. papers thrown together, but it teaches <laughs> how to do these things. And we've been doing it for decades, centuries. I mean, go back to the Roman times, right? Go back to go back to before Christ was born. We've just been happening over and over. It's just that people resign again. Go back. People resign to the, to where they're at in the life." right now and they don't accept like you said that they're a living hey, hey, hey. So now we have a baby on this is great i love it okay so like no okay well you're quiet now all right cool <laughs> who's this strange guy with this glowing forehead oh my god um <laughs> it's pink it's pink and it goes orange i don't know what's going on but you know again going back to accepting we are life we are living we are right? That's who we are. And you, the, the thing that you said was great. And I love going back. It was like, you always go back. I was like, I have to, because you said the, to the guy that's driving, who's listening to us through the space and everything else to this is amazing too, because he chose mm -hmm. to listen. It doesn't yeah. have to be me. It could be, you know, let's go through my list of podcasts that I have, which I, you know, from that comparison uh, aspect are 10 times bigger than me, but I look at for inspiration, you know, Ed Milet, uh, who does, you know, the Ed Milet show. Mm -hmm. uh, I have, Impact Theory, Tom Bilyeu is effing amazing. You know, yeah. I have, I listen to the 10 minute segments of my grow, right? I listen to all mm -hmm. those things, but they are amazing for the fact that they chose to do that, right? That they chose, yeah. like, that, that is, that is a, such a huge step in people's life that they're just like, what can I put in my ears to maybe shift this dynamic? What can I, what can you know, I the biggest thing, honestly, what I'm, what I'm getting at from what you're saying here mm -hmm. is that there's no, there's actually zero difference between you and those guys. Nope. Like, what are you doing? You're speaking into a microphone with headphones in a, yeah. in a quiet room. Yeah. And it's like, but the people are going to hear this and they're going to be like, oh, well, well, Kyle was in the military. So he has that built in resilience. He, he is a natural proclivity towards taking action. No, no, I don't. It took a long time to get here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But an influence is not influence is earned, but it's earned through taking action. It is. And anybody who wants to live a life that's worth living, you need to learn how to have influence. Yeah. You need to learn how to influence your children. You need to learn how to influence your partner. You need to learn how to influence yourself. And if you want to make money, you need to learn how to influence others. Bingo. Influence is earned through taking action. Yeah. Right. Oh, and the man. only difference between you and all of those guys and the person listening to this it's just someone took action first. Yeah. But they are the pioneers with the arrows in their backs that have paved the way for you to do this. Bingo. And so, but 
you know, I look at, I look at those people because we've been those people before who are like, okay, well, I'm looking at these guys, man, they've done such great things and all these other, you know, I'm starting to listen to new things. I'm starting to investigate myself and, and can I be influential? Right. Mm-hmm. And we, we all are going back to your statement, right? You know, you know, what isn't fixed within ourselves, our children are inherent. You're in, you're, you are either positive influence or negative influence. There is yeah. no gray area. And people will argue with till they're blue in the face. There's a lot of binary things that are in existence. I believe in the fluidity of life. There are binary, you know, facts that are going to happen. You're either positively influencing somebody or you're negatively. Cause when you live in that shitty zone and, and where you're coming down on yourself and everything else, it floats over and influences other people. It yeah. wrecks your marriage. It wrecks your, it wrecks your relationship with your kids, with your mother and your father, with your friends and everything else. And so you've got to come to that point. Is this the way that it's going to be? Or can I look and compare in a positive springing action to say, no, other people have done this and I can be like them. I don't have to be the guy in the mansion sitting in, actually, where are they from? You know, in Malibu, right? That's a boy, right? I, I think so. Doing the same thing, sitting in a small little room with headphones and a, and a microphone, you know, mm-hmm. that is just all it takes. And yeah. that, you don't have to be that person either because that's the other thing I think we get drawn into is that we have to like emulate yeah. 100%, you know, Oh, well, I meant to help people. So that m- means I must be a X, Y, and Z, a therapist, a coach, or this. That doesn't mean that you can't do it where you're at, man. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, 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 the switch that people start to need to flip is like, I can do this where I am now. And yeah. you, like, you so personify ex- that, man. Like, you do. I appreciate that. And I, what, what, are, what are you looking at? Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? No, oh, the kid. <laughs> no, the baby. Uh, so, so uh, um, it, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday in that uh, um, they kept apologizing for literally everything. Just, huh. just in general. Oh, sorry, I'm late. Oh, sorry, I'm talking about this. It's probably bothering you, right? Or they're sorry that mm. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know those people, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Like, I, I love them to death. And I, I exist and I have a career because of them. But like, you know, they, uh, um, I was like, bro, you don't, uh, you don't realize, oh, what did I say? What did I, say? I said, how can I support you to get to where you, to get you, to where you want to go? Hmm. And he's like, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. And I was like, well, because the thing is, man, I already know that this conversation, this dinner is supporting you and helping you get to where you want to go. And he's like, how, how do you know that? And I was like, because I'm a gift. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. the, but the thing is, I know that and I have, I have, I have become that. I know that my time with you is a yeah. gift and humility is simply I'm a gift and so are you. Yeah. So how can I receive your time gracefully mm-hmm. and, and graciously and gratefully, you know what I mean? And, and uh, uh, how do I give it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's two people who know that they're the gifts. And when you walk into a room, you're like the gift, you give it. Yeah, you do. You do. Right? You know what I'm saying? you have that 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 it's that ownership space so i i don't know if i talk on this in another episode or not but I'll, I'll say it right now i have a, I have a friend uh and he will hear this eventually he we were driving back from a retreat right and he said for the long and i said i had a hard time accepting the fact that you know I, i'm somebody who uh coaches and mentors and, and and helps other people out stepping into that that just saying it out loud and so he's a photographer but he was mm-hmm. a photographer photography business owner is how he always referred to himself yeah. Right. And so he didn't see himself as a gift. He, fa- he saw himself as the, the, the box, right. That the gift mm-hmm. comes out of that makes sense. Instead yeah. of just being the, the essence of being a photographer, 
And yeah. like that conversation, like shifted a lot of stuff in the way I see things and the way that I hear other people talk about this. Well, I am uh, the identity, right? Um, they identify as this thing and not as their being, right? Yeah. And, and once we own that fact, right? And not following, <laughs> and not following, I love the baby noises. Our neighbors just had a, like a, a fresh one. So my, my fresh one. She wants to go over there and be like, baby smell. Oh, I miss this so much. But um, I miss those little noises. But, but stepping into that, that identity. So the identity thing is a huge, huge aspect, right? Is, am I this, you know, Am I this, am I the cup or am I the liquid inside of the cup? I use a lot of these mm-hmm. visual, right? And so, yeah. am, or am, am I the cup who carries all this liquid? Or am I the liquid that you know, quenches the thirst of other people? And yeah. when he said that in the car drive home and in a ride, ride home, I was like, there's so many people who see themselves as just the person who's holding all of this. They're not the thing that's inside of it, which is mm-hmm. that get, like you said, you are the gift. You are the things. And he is too, even if he's saying, Hey, I'm sorry. And all this. It's getting them to say, you know, you are the gift who can do whatever it is. you. Want. If you want to get if you want to take a step deeper, let's go. Like you're, you're the box and the gift. Oh man. Like oh, yeah. I don't, we have now that's where we don't need to have binary. You know what I mean? It's, it's not either or it's this and that mm. you're yeah. not, you're not just the essence of Kyle. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not just the essence of Richard. I'm yeah. also the, I'm that which wishes to experience Richard and the husk dude because again the body is a power tool Mm -hmm. right that is that you're supposed to use in order to manifest and to experience what it means to be yourself you do like if I could insert the exploding head right to be but but it's true but but, but you're right we see Helen ourselves as me, okay? what she does agree with you she says you are right <laughs> you're absolutely right but it's true we, we either choose one or the other and sometimes it's accepting that uh sometimes i think we need to take the step too right so identify with the one the core the essence of what gives and then that i am the person who carries that because yeah. I, the, the hard part that i've had and a lot of other people have had is accepting both but getting to that point where you're accepting of both right? Mm-hmm. Where you are, you are the gift. Instead of being the person who carries whatever, maybe on the inside is like, no, I have this. It's on the inside. On the outside, I can do this. Uh, and that, that, yeah, you are, you are the gift and the, and the box carries it. You are the cup of, this is empty. It's not, for, for the sake of this, it's not empty, right? You are, you are both, right? And yeah. that, that's actually a very, man, that's a powerful statement. Because if you see yourself as only one thing, you can only identify with one thing, true. It's right? True. Yeah. It's true, you know, and, and I think so, so many people are looking to just identify as that one thing. What is that one thing that I am instead of being the all empowering badass that you were meant to be? Like if I were to say, I'm just, I'm just the coach. Yeah. Right. I'm just the coach. Well, then I'm negating the fact that I was also a pizza delivery driver. Yeah. Right. And that informs my ability to empathize. Mm, yes. If, if, if I'm a father, you know what I mean? I'm also yeah. a father. So I'm able to empathize and to coach, you know, other fathers who happen to be pizza delivery drivers who yeah. happen to have jobs that they absolutely despise. Bingo. Right. And you, you, like uh, Joseph Campbell, you can't be the hero and then come back and just be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just this. No, you're the kid who, who went up as well. Yeah. Right. Well, he may I, be gone, yeah. But but the lesson of the I don't even say, you know, I don't even say that it's ever gone, right? Because we go back to yeah. right before we recorded, we were like, you know, it's you're the you're the you are the greatest villain and the 
greatest hero. The only thing that's being projected now is that the hero, but that, that Joe, Joe Koo talks about this. Mm-hmm. Joe, when you listen to this, because you are going to, you're coming on. Um, I'll let you know that right now. But he says dude, the same thing, and I believe on, in the same thing. Oh, dude, he is, he is a lovely human being. Um, and that, that villain aspect doesn't go away, right? Because yeah. like I said, you can, uh, and, I, and I've learned this in, in a good way to put it, you can only add or multiply. You can just mm-hmm. not add to this, the villain side anymore, right? It's still going to carry with you because those are all the experiences that, that can, if you let it inform, like you said, your decisions and they still can while you're on the positive journey too. Because this is the person who I was. Am I falling back into this trap? Am I falling back into these old things? No, I don't identify as that person anymore. I have carried those traits with me. Yeah. And they will come back because they always do. Because you could, a week from now, you could be like, oh my God, I, yeah, like, I'm just that shitty pizza delivery guy. No, no. You're speaking you to something around. really, really important. I got I to, gotta, can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Is, all right. This is all you. <laughs> so you're, you're speaking to something that I think is another trap that we fall into, into in, when you get into this space, when you get into the personal development space, mm-hmm. you start to think that you're only supposed to be positive. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Harry, now, now we're, we're going to go there now too. Being positive is stupid. <laughs> now let, let me explain that. Right. If, if you're in this person, you're growing yourself, right? Yourself, you're, you're a three-dimensional being. Yeah. So when you grow yourself, you grow it all, right? And like Carl Jung is talking about, you have to embrace the shadow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So the light and the dark, the up and the down of it, right? You can't just be like, okay, I'm growing myself. I don't have time for this because I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> yeah. This, it's just, I think happy thoughts. I, I am rich. I am rich. I am, you, yeah. know, you start doing affirmations that are lies. You start going in a different direction. Yeah. So, so let's say that like personal development is the hub, right? You can go in a bunch of like quote unquote wrong directions yeah, or you can go in directions that don't serve you. Right. Absolutely. Which, which is just like, it's again, misinterpreting. Yeah. So when we, we're talking about like binary, you know, dynamics and whatnot. So yeah. uh, um, growing the self means embracing yourself mm, yep you know what i mean and it means i i have demons it means i have darkness it mean, and joe Koo's gonna like totally knock this yes, out of the will. park so just shout out to joe when you actually hear this too and but like uh, uh uh he's honestly someone who taught me this really it's it's you gotta stop pretending that you're just the good guy like you said you're the villain and you're the hero and the, the, the person who really saves the day is the person who embraces both. Yes. Yes. I, I like to put it. So one of my favorite superheroes, superheroes is an antihero and it's Deadpool, mm-hmm. right? Like I got the mask. <laughs> if I could take the camera and go show you on my dresser, like with the, the, the armor, whatever the hell the mirror is, I got the mask yeah. up there, right? Like you can, I can wear it if I wanted to, but I don't wear masks <laughs> in that way. I wear them for fun. I don't wear them to identify. Yeah, don't scare my dad. <laughs> However, no, my son loves. He's like he's not scary. I'm like, <laughs> if you watch the movie, and but he's the person who can embrace both sides of things. And like people are like, don't get me wrong, I love cap, that cap over my shoulder because of the, the, yeah. fight, the fight for freedom, and I love and it, it helps me with that identity that I still can identify with, but I carry with is the the inner soldier marine, <laughs> not soldier because mm-hmm. he's a soldier, but those things. But you're right, if you embrace both because the pain this is one thing I, and, and a good phrase that i learned and, and you said it the pain is necessary and it is always going to be there always yeah. there's no there's no getting rid of it and pain is a requirement of life right and so that pain can draw up those past horrible what we could say were horrible because now that we, when we get into this space um 
that it's still going to be there and it's still going to come up. And the more we try to push it away, the more energy we exert towards that, right? Where your focus goes, your energy flows. I did yeah. another video on that a couple of days ago. And that's where we're going to be instead of saying, okay, it's coming up. Yeah. I'm going to embrace it. But mm -hmm. I, but I am the person who can take that, accept it and then move and keep in this direction. Yeah. Right? When you keep like, like people think again, the personal development means you're going to resist this other, the badness. No, totally. you, you bring it in, you bring it in because it, like it helps you. It adds way more context yeah, it does. to your decision-making process. And it adds way more context to who you want to be. Man. Yeah. You know, that that you know i think we, we've got a few we need snorkels man we need, we need snorkels we do, we do. go so, so deep, deep. Yeah, we need like a submarine we need to get like who is it michael michael cameron or james cameron michael cameron yeah james we cameron went to the cameron Mariana, to yeah to the trench right and going down but it's so true man i like it's so true that we we people want this in a binary sense like they want that let me it's either the pain or the pleasure right? Mm -hmm. But the pain's going to come up no matter what. It's what we do with it. It is what we yeah. do with it. And I've learned this over the past couple of years is that I would take it and let that become the thing because that's where we have to be right now. Instead of saying, oh, you're coming out. Okay. You're here. You're getting frustrated and angry and it may come out too. That's the thing. Even if you feel you've reached the apex of personal development is that yeah. you haven't, if you don't let the pain come out, because sometimes it will, like I snapped one day at my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, off. Right. What are you doing now? This isn't aligning with my, my, my values and, and, and how I want to live, how I've chosen to live my yeah. life. All right. You're, you're going to be, I know you're coming up, but this is the direction we're heading. Right. When and you so, embrace and you accept it, you can control it. Bingo. Right. That's what mm -hmm. I'm such and trying to say. That's what you yeah. were saying is that when is you the, embrace it and you accept it, you're like, okay, now I'm in complete control. Yeah. It's, it's not because the, the false control is you trying to push it. Mm -hmm. Right. Because everything's that's the control. I was like, no, 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 no. The, the control is that it comes up. I choose what happens with it. Yeah. That is a control. And so we could go, man, we could go seven layers deep on control alone. But yeah. Yeah, I, th I think the, 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 the journey, the journey one is never ending. And you've, you've said that because you're like, well, I'm only 30. And you still got so many miles to go. And you, you embrace, yeah. like you, you say it, right? I see it in the, the content you talk about right? It's like, I'm still going too. like, I'm not, I'm not done. Right. I'm, I'm, this is how I stay in a fight. Right. That's the, the logo. Yeah. That's this. Cause I'm still going too, And I love it, man. I love it. Cause like you bring out the, you bring, you bring out the realness. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people, I'm just getting started just to, Oh, that, yeah, that, Oh, by the way, let me speak to that really quickly. Yeah. Uh, John, John Maxwell, my mentor, he, he's 74, 75 years old, right? Just wrote a wonderful book called Leadership. I highly recommend it. But uh, um, he was talking about there's two kinds of mindsets. And the dangerous mindset is the expert mindset. Mm -hmm. Because he has, he has more clout and reason than anybody to come to across as an expert. Yeah. Right. But he's like, I have a beginner's mindset with everything. Life is way more fun that way. And when you're an expert, you're done. You yes, know what I mean? You, you put it, you put a lid, you almost, you put a lid on Cap what it. you're able to do. And when he was trying to grow a church, he had an expert be like, Hey, uh, the math doesn't add up and you can't grow this thing. And he's like, Oh, experts suck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so he had that beginner's mindset of, okay, well, I'm, I'm too ignorant to know better. Yeah. Right. And this is where ignorance is bliss. Okay. I'm too ignorant to know better. So I'm going to just grow this thing because mm. I'm ignorant enough to try. Yeah. 
And what did he do? He ended up at 27 years old, growing like the biggest church in the, the country, yeah. right? Or one of the three. And, and so having a beginner's mindset rather than having an expert mindset is what's going to keep you growing and it's going to keep you going. Yeah. Growing and going. I love, I love that. I love rhymes, number one, because you, know, you can memorize it. But two, it's going to keep you growing and it's going to keep you going, mm-hmm. right? When you, when you, the curiosity aspect, the beginner, right? The person who's like, how can I keep moving forward? Because I'm never going to know enough. Like, hold on. I got one last thing on this. I got mm-hmm. one last thing on this. Yeah. So, okay. So if in the event that this conversation ends up inspiring somebody who is at bottom or who mm-hmm. has had it, right. Who's had enough. Okay. Uh, um, when we talk about beginner's mindset, when we talk about curiosity, right. I think the most important thing that I could impart onto you is, is not to judge yourself mm. when you start. Yeah. Not to come. Not, and again, we have comparison with all that stigma. We have that stigma with selfishness. We have that stigma with taking action and getting started. Getting when I got started, I was I what was I was coaching people for twenty bucks a month. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty dollars a month. You can imagine how 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 much fun my wife was. Having. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and she's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was great. I'm making money doing what I love. Yeah. You're paying for gas for Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's in still, California, yeah. There's, there's, in California, Half a Monday. Tuesday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And so when I got started, no, when I got started, I did it for free. Let's be real. Like I did, I, I did it for free for months, right? Mm. And and it was funny because like at, at some point, wifey got over it. She was just kind of like, I was like, babe, I changed the life today. Yeah, well, you did that yesterday. You did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I don't blame her at all. But it was definitely, that was the case. And so I was like, okay. I'm doing this for free. I got kids. I got a full-time job. I, I'm, I still suck. Richard said that if I worked oh. on myself, you know what I mean? Mm. That I would win. You, you win by owning yourself. Yeah. You win by owning your life. You win by growing your life. And you win by playing the long game. John Maxwell talks about the reason why I'm living the best life ever is because I don't have a finish line anymore. Yeah. I have removed the finish line from my life. Bam. So that's a lot. That's a big part of like what, uh, you know, I've learned now personifies like uh, or becomes the mold of what I, I learned a couple of years ago, especially after going through this like acceptance commitment training was that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is totally all the stuff I align with. And it's just always value aligned it, that is mm-hmm. it, and you're hurtling yourself in a direction. Yeah. That is it that you're in a direction. Where, where's the finish line? Well, it's not there because as long as I'm lined up with all this <laughs> direction, I'm moving. And what happens when you cross it? Yeah, then you're, then you're back to where you started. <laughs> you're you circle done. back. You circle right back and you're like, okay, now I'm on to what? And I, 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 remember, I remember being at that point before. I'm like, well, here I am again. Nothing has changed. It doesn't. You're just yeah. back to the same feelings and, and everything else. And man, that is, that is such a good thing is like to not judge yourself on that, that aspect. It's like, oh, because that self-judgment is self-defeat. Mm-hmm. And having a beginner's mindset, even when you've seen some wins, yeah. Even when you have a bunch of momentum and like you were talking about, like you have, now that you have this momentum, if you were to do a finish line, you would cut off any yeah. and all progress. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have momentum, what happens from here? You have the podcast. What do you have next? You have speaking gigs. Yeah. Right. What do you have after that? You have private one on one. You have masterminds. You yeah. have this entire ecosystem that goes around your momentum of creating a platform for yourself. Bingo. Right. Then you have affiliate programs and all of a sudden you're making money while you sleep. Right. Yeah. So it's just like all of this stuff. But as a second, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm at a hundred thousand listeners. I'm done. 
Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. What? yeah. Nope. Nope. And it can't happen. Right. And so what, what, what I, what I, what I implore a lot of people to do, you know, and again, this is, this is just naturally coming from that conversation is look at what is, what, what value is it going to fulfill? Right. What is the next thing is it going to fulfill? And if I'm on to that next, if I'm done, is it fulfilling my value? Am I still, if I'm yeah. done, if I cut off myself at a hundred thousand, if you cut yourself off at, at 10 clients a month, right. Yeah. Is that still fulfilling your value or your values? Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I can, I can, I can name mine. Right. I mean, like it's not cause it's not coming out of love anymore. It's not coming out of service. It's not coming out of, you know, the, the, the connection. And all those things. Box. Yeah, it's a checkbox. And so then I'm misaligned again. And then that's what we said. You end up right back where you started. And you're just like, oh, this isn't fulfilling anything. And if your potential is really limitless and infinite, why would you ever stop? Bingo. Oh, man. That is. Insert emoji. Yeah. Insert emoji. Yeah, definitely. Man, I'll tell you what, this has been fantastic. And I know that you and I and a lot of guests could go probably for hours on forever, end, forever, because yeah. this is something that we love, right? And so we do yeah. it because we love what we do. We do it because we love people. And we love the fact that we have grown. And as we still grow, we can create the wake. Right. Mm -hmm. And I see that in you all the time. Like, you're like, I'm creating a wake and people are going to fall in it. And then they're going to create their own wake. And that's going to do it's going to have this whole ripple mm -hmm. effect. You know, the ripple effect is the perfect image for all of that. Um, but man, that is like, again, that is how, that is how, how you stay in the fight, right? Is you find what your calling is, you know, and if it's coaching, cool. If it's being an executive, awesome. If it's being a mechanic, who gives a shit, right? Who cares? That's the thing where we fall into a trap is like, we have to be this thing. That's what all this space falls into. No, it falls into life. Yeah. Right? So can I, can I make my closing statement on just wrapping up on how to yes. stay in the fight for me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Staying in the fight for me is getting clear. And this is however means necessary. Getting a coach, getting a mentor, reading everything under the sun for a year, right? Prayer, you know what I mean? Finding whatever other catalyst, asking for help to discover yourself and what you want. And then you do that thing and you don't stop doing it. Like it, it really is as simple as three steps, right? That's how I stay in the fight is by not stopping, right? But again, you surround yourself with people who just, who celebrate that though. You know what I mean? Because it's, in, and it's, in, it's when, you want, when you dream bigger, even if it's to be the greatest plumber on the, in the Western hemisphere, right? You, you have to, you know, uh, it's in its infancy. And you have to nurture it. You have to surround it. You have to surround yourself with people like Kyle, like Richard, like anyone who champions you, right? Oh. Environment is everything. So, you know, get clear on who you are. Get clear on what you want. Do it, right? Yeah. Don't stop doing it. Remove a finish line from it and surround yourself with people who champion that vision. Love the people who don't. Love the people who do not but you surround yourself and you listen, you open your ears, you open your heart to the people who don't, you open your ears to the people who do. Mm. And that is how I stay in the fight. That, that is, it sounds like, it sounds so monumentally easy, but we know that it's gonna be difficult. Oh yeah, oh but my God. Every time we talk about these things, it's so easy, right? But I, yeah. that's why the motto exists, stay in the fight. What am I doing it for? Why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? All these things. And that's how I do it because that is the fuel. That is the ammo that I need to keep pushing forward. And you, mm -hmm. dude, you nail it. Like, like I can't, I don't have like a, I need like a gong dude. Like, 
<laughs> that was perfect, man. That was perfect. That was perfect. Have like in, in, in the other podcasts, they have like sound effects. Do like the <laughs> <laughs> or like right. the gunshots. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just need the, the obnoxious horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. I'm not going to do that, man. But that's for yeah. hip hop stations, though. Yeah, and unless, yeah, I, unless I freestyle, like I can't. <laughs> Oh, please, please, no, 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 no freestyling right now. I'm kidding. We just freestyled a whole conversation because I always say I have a script and we just go because it, it yeah goes, we never listen to that thing. It's beautiful, right? So I got I got two, I got two two questions that just kind of popped into my head. All right, cool, go. So one, uh, we know you're a theater guy. What is your absolute favorite musical? You have to think because there's so many. I know. In the Heights. Really? Ooh. In the Heights. The, um, my my ex-girlfriend, Jenna, she took me for my 18th birthday. I saw the show. I never cried so much in my entire life. <laughs> and that uh, uh, um, it informed the kind of theater that I would, I would want to do and it informed the role, right? And it was just yeah. like, it was, it was like the, the, the platform for so many friendships. You know man, what I mean? And it's it's it, it's such a soft spot in my heart. A, it was one of the best birthdays I ever had. Yeah. And B, it was one of the greatest shows. And C, it's with people who look like me. Yeah. And they weren't going. I want to be in America. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think that's why that was my favorite musical. All right, last one. So, what are you not very good at? What am I not good at? Yeah. Raising children. Raising children. <laughs> no. Oh, I love okay. it. What, what am I? What am I not? Uh, 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 I'm very impatient. Mm. I'm very, very, I'm very impatient. I have faith, right? Yeah. And I'm, I've grown myself, but like, uh, um, I, I'm like, okay, I know everything. I'm one with everything. I'm, I'm Buddha. Yeah. Why the fuck are people knocking on my door? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's like the, it's, it's. I don't really like. I do it, but I don't really like a lot of the time going into groups and just constantly just doing the grind, right? And I don't like. I have shiny object syndrome, so so mm. sometimes my impatience will inform me getting a course after course after course, and so I'll lose myself in information. Catch the ability to catch myself yeah. is like what saved me years of my life, but I still do it. I'm like, oh, psycho cybernetics. Huh, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna read that and dive into it for a month. Oh yeah. wait, I don't have a new client. Son of a yep yeah no i get it oh dude this has been like absolutely wonderful i i like i knew coming into it i was like oh once we get on we're just gonna kind of go go and go and go and go but you've been like one of the like probably one of the best people i've met in the past year and that's mm -hmm. saying a lot because like i meet a lot of people who are very influential because like we said we fill our sphere with those people right that's yeah and so I bet you say that to all the girls, but I right, do. So. Oh, <laughs> no, it, it has been like why, like why I reached out because I knew this yeah. was going to happen. I knew exactly the comp. Like I saw this conversation happening, mm -hmm. and right that that visual hashtag manifestation. Hashtag manifestation. If you don't believe in it, you're crazy. No, I'm kidding. Or if you do, you are. <laughs> but no, this is exactly what this is exactly. Yeah. Because th that that stay in the fight mentality doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to come from. I get the stigma. It's a military thing. It's like, no, it's yeah. it's no, not. look at this. We're all in it, man. We're all in it, man. And this is how you do it. Yeah. I appreciate, I am like, I had the most pleasure like of like, and like you have no idea of inviting you and you accepting. And I'm like grateful for the fact that you sat down took the time, even though you have your family waiting on you on a Saturday because we record on a Saturday. Like, yeah, awesome. I, I appreciate you. So likewise, man, I, yeah, man. like, I haven't like, 
this is my second one. And these are so, because the first one was Ashley. Yeah. Right? And I just, I love this. I think that this is like the, the this is your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, you have a natural proclivity for it. And I really appreciate this conversation because it's, it's one thing to talk with a friend. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to have the compound effect play in effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so a conversation with a friend might be the thing that changes somebody's world. Yeah. So I thank you for that. And I thank any of your, you know, of, of the listeners who are listening in right now. I appreciate you guys. I'm on your side. And, uh, uh, and I love you, brother. You're the best, man. Oh, man, you, you, man. Up top. Right yeah. here. Up top. Uh, oh, to do it this way. Uh, like I did on the other show. Like you got to go, oh, yeah. go to, go to your other side. Uh, other side. Go left hand. Left hand. Uh, can I screen? I'll screenshot that eventually. Boom. So we do virtual <laughs> high fives in here, right? Love it. No, man. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. And like I said, we're going to put all your information. If anybody wants to reach out to Richard, you know, all of his information is going to be in the description notes. You know, if you have any questions, Richard, you open to just building any just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hit me up. Love it, brother. All right. Have a good rest all of right, your man. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We look forward to bringing you new content each and every week through our boots on the ground approach of real and relatable guests. But I'll tell you what, this show cannot carry on without your support. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Thanks everyone for listening. I want to remind you to stay in the fight.